Good afternoon, good morning, good day, good everything. This is the holidays, and this episode is different of SBO Perspectives. I'm here, Jack Mitchell, along with John Bricado. And and so we just wanted to just not necessarily a damper on the holidays, but more along the lines of just being proactive and ahead of the curve. So I'm gonna let John get into a little bit what this episode's about. Yeah, part of being a school business official is being prepared and having that foresight and, look, and looking past what's right in front of you. And it's ever more relevant now with the natural disasters that we're seeing kind of run through the country. You know, we had Hurricane Ida here. So it's been really challenging to kind of keep up with this as a school business official and prepare for the unknown. So we thought it a great idea to have Travis Kaiser on of Belfort Property Restoration. He and the rest of the company respond to these natural disasters and do a lot of important cleanup services and, and mitigation and preparedness for these kind of natural disasters. Yep, I guess you guys just, just listen in carefully because there are a lot of things I think that really could pertain to us, especially in their futures. So. Yeah. And here's our interview with Travis Kaiser. Today on the podcast, we have Travis Kaiser of Belfort Property Restoration. He's the operation manager, which he has been for the past six years and has 25 years in the public school sector with experience. So Travis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Travis, good to see you. It's been a while. I mean, um, we were kind of talking offline. Um, we took together all the time, but I know ever since the pandemic hit, I mean, I might see you like two times a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could talk to you, but um, it's definitely good to see you. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. How about you guys? Yeah, good. We really appreciate you taking this time, man. I know you're sure. really busy in, in the holiday season, but just with everything going on right now, when I say everything, I mean like how it's more than just the pandemic ramping up. It's like about even, I'd say, dramatic shifts in the weather, right? And what's right. happening all across the world, even the country. And I know, you know, recently, as of even this week, I'm more passionate to get this episode out there for our listeners and SBO so that they can be prepared. I mean, Nothing is, is worse than not being prepared for something. And, you know, when you see something like we had, we had like six tornadoes one day in Long Island, but those big tornadoes just hit earlier this week, right? Across mm-hmm. four states, 30 tornadoes. I mean, you looked at like, uh, t- I don't even want to get into Tennessee and, and those states. Yeah, Kentucky got hit even really yes, bad. Yeah, Colorado. And then like John knows, John was traveling. I mean, we were talking um, a couple months ago. He was traveling and that rainstorm hit. And then cars are like up on the side of the road in Long Island. It's, it's, it's like really... You got to be prepared more than ever. I mean, yeah, there was Super Storm Sandy that we know hit, right? Whatever, yeah. 100 years ago. And then we thought these episodes are happening every once in a blue. But now I think you got to be more prepared than ever if, if you don't agree, you know, right? So, so tell us, you know, a little bit about, first off, we'll start about what you do and how you help schools. And, you know, what are some ways that you help support SBLs? So, so we're Belfort Property Restoration, our 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 primary function is fire and flood restoration, you know, disaster preparation, recovery. We're also a full service GC. So, so we work on both sides. We will rebuild it, mm-hmm. do the mitigation, rebuild it. We'll, we'll do, you know, preparation to, to help schools get ready for future disasters. I mean, on a few of the schools, we've actually speaking about the floods that we we put up flood damming systems and, something to prepare. So if, if another superstorm Sandy, it does occur, the damage won't be so catastrophic. That's good. So what, what, what is a flood damming system? I'm really intrigued. So about. <laughs> a flood damming system is it, on, on every opening of the building, depending on where the flood level line was, is how high you put your damming system. But it's, it's, 
brackets that get mounted to the building, they get secured. There's a there's a, a threshold that gets secured to the building. And in front of every opening, there's actual an aluminum damming system that gets installed and they're all made custom to the building. Then they all get pulled down. So the only thing that's remaining on the building is the actual brackets. Okay. The actual dam itself gets cataloged and stored in the school. Oh. So about like two pallets worth of with the size. It's not a large amount of equipment to store. But it helps, right? Roughly yeah. an hour, a couple hours for, for the custodial staff to install. So are you seeing a lot more districts kind of go down that road and installing those? I have. I have. I've seen, especially closer districts closer to the water in the South Shore. After Sandy, there's a a few districts on the island. I see it going more into bond projects now that they're they're adding that just Mm -hmm. as a cautionary measure. Wow, wow. I mean, I mean, yeah, as Jack said, kind of introducing you and everything, the, the weather certainly seems to be changing. The climate seems to be affected and we're getting that, you know, firsthand with our school districts being the brunt of all this weather, rain, yeah. wind, you name it. So the past year has been pretty crazy weather wise, but I, I guess we're curious with the pandemic in the past two years and just these catastrophic weather events, what are some of the biggest jobs that you've had to respond to? And what were some of the lessons learned both on your end and maybe from a school business official's end on how to better prepare for these events? Yeah. Well, speaking of the, the recent storms surge from, from Ida that just happened, we're in a few districts on the North Shore of Long Island that, not a storm surge, but a, a rain that came through and flooded out two districts pretty bad where we're replacing the gym floors, where, you know, there's flood cuts throughout the building. It's a lot of water mitigation, mold prevention. Mm-hmm. Uh, those actually are our most recent large projects were those two. And they're, you know, there there's some that unfortunately were unavoidable, maybe could be prevented in the future that, you know, that's a one in a million storm that just came in and, and with a deluge of water that flooded out a few school gyms and, and and some floors and some drywall and a flood damage would certainly prevent something like that, different drainage, diversion, new site plan. But I, I, my main objective on some of these were to do flood damage to prevent it wouldn't happen again. The only issue is you have to have some kind of a plan in place to put that flood damage back in. You know, you have your your custodial staff, like a response team to get ready when a storm like that is coming. Okay. Those measures that have to be put in, if you want something a little bit more permanent, mm-hmm. the only way you're going to do that is by adding additional drainage and diverting water to, to go elsewhere. So let's say you're not as prepared and you don't have those flood dams in place. I mean, if I'm a, I'm a school business official and I incur a lot of flood damage, I mean, I'm guessing you have to act pretty quickly in, in order to prevent mold, correct? You don't want to go down that path of trying to mitigate that for too long. Right. Mold typically grows three days. You have three days is your is your best time to get in there in the first three days, the first and mitigate the water, prevent against mold, to dry the place. And after that, if it's a dark area with an organic substance on a wall, drywall or wood or mold will grow. I'll bet you're off then. <laughs> Yeah. And then yeah. I guess with COVID specifically, have you guys had to kind of change and tailor the way that you do things and I guess respond to catastrophes and has COVID actually given you new or different business that maybe you didn't have in the past? It has. It, it actually, you know, 
during COVID when, when the shutdown was in full effect, our actual business flourished because we're, we're already prepared. We already did the, the biohazard cleanups and we had the equipment and the electrostatic sprayers. So mm-hmm. it worked out, unfortunately for some, but for us, it worked out in our favor where we were, our business flourished and we, we prevented and did a lot of COVID cleaning, mm-hmm. public and private sector, spraying, disinfecting. But as far as the workload goes, it, it seems since this pandemic and, and now that we're in the next round of it, our businesses, it's busy. The construction industry is booming right now. And yeah, you know, compound that with supply chain issues. And it's I was going to say, yeah, but what about the supply yeah. chain? That's kind of slow. So even if it's booming, it's not moving fast. Right. It is not moving fast. It's 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 painful actually on on many yeah. items that you know it, it just you're just not getting it they're just sitting out there and, and we're not getting material yeah. but it, it's it seems to be lightening up a little bit in the last few weeks so okay well, try, so I had a question for you I know you just mentioned one one of the ways the school can help you know prevent a thwarted disaster with the flood dams just in your experience what are some of the other things that maybe even I know I'm on an island and Allen, this is the island, right? It's surrounded by water. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's one thing. But other districts too, maybe even upstate or or just in general, any kind of recommendations or best practices surrounding what they could do to, you know, avert potential disasters or or at least mitigate against them. Yeah, I, there's there's many things. I mean, one thing for sure that would help is uh generators in place. Okay. Installing a generator in a school, especially if you do have some sort of pump, and mainly in boiler rooms, there's there's a sump pump in every boiler room. Yeah. And if there is a flood, that's usually the lowest point of the building. They're usually in the basement. Mm-hmm. That floods, and it's in a very expensive room to repair or replace. Yeah. A generator would keep that flood, that pump going during the flood, or or any other disaster that would happen. Mm-hmm. Other I would say to mitigate is is housekeeping. There's some of the the basements, a lot of the stuff that's being thrown away and discarded is is old records that are stored in the basement and areas that that you know I, I get it that's your storage area, but unfortunately it's also the first area that gets affected. So that does help and and just simply keeping up with your grounds and making sure that your your drainage is always clear. If anything backs up in your local drainage you around you guys, you're not sorry to interrupt you. Do you guys offer like to come out and train staff too, as far as maybe like having them be you know, preparedness and stuff like we that? We do. Okay. Yes, we do. We we actually have a few retired facility directors from the schools that work for us to go out and Mike Sheen is one of our guys. He's uh yeah. he was noted for award for indoor air quality while he was at Baldwin Schools. Mm-hmm. He has actually gone out and given reports and, and details on a few districts where they've hired them to, through us, they to just consult and mm-hmm. and give a plan, and get ready for it. Good stuff. So yeah. when you when you go into districts and you know you're preparing for natural disaster and, and waste management, like what kind of questions are you asking schools to be prepared and what are you looking for and what are those kind of weak points you're trying to mitigate against? So some of them are are like I said, drainage. If there's if there's drywall outside of the building, and that's your low point, and it's clogged, I, I'm going to call you out on it every time, honestly. And I'm going to say this needs to be cleaned, or you're looking for a disaster. But mm-hmm. 
the things are are the doors, the ceiling of the of your doors. If there is a driving rain, could get under, especially in a gym, something that has a wood floor. Because if you do get a heavy rain with a driving rain that goes under a door, it's gonna it's gonna damage it. And checking pipes going around the building because not you know it's not just a stormwater that you're worried about. Sure. You know you have to worry about pipes busting the basic building if that the insulation is in place that there's no yeah. hole in your wall and soffit isn't missing where a cold air is going to come in in January and freeze a pipe and break it and flood out your building. Yeah. So I take it you guys work like with nicer too, right? We do. We do a lot of work with nicer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so, it sounds like, you know, it's a good idea to develop kind of a weekly checklist just to kind of look at those, you know, important areas in the district, like those dry wells and everything else. Cause I mean, it could be one windy day yeah. and it gets all clogged up and you wouldn't know about it until it's too late. Yeah. One of the worst culprits too, is the, if you have an exterior entrance to your boiler room and that drywall at the bottom of the stairs is always clogs and it floods right through the door. Yeah. Like I said, and, and building checklists, uh, your maintenance crew should typically be doing that already. And, uh, and I know they do, uh, you know, every now and then something slips through the cracks and, yeah. and mm-hmm. cold weather is coming. It's a good idea at this Plan time. It gets too cold to go around, and check your buildings. That's important. I mean, I think that's part of most of us. Like when, when we look at, you know, maintenance and also just, I guess the review aspect of it, right? Yeah. I mean, every every year, that's important. So, well, I guess with that, Chaz, I'm wrapping up here. Just thinking about, I guess, any other piece of advice you can give. Like we always ask people to come on, right? We say, listen, you know, what advice can you give to whether it's an SPO that's new, old, or whatever in the field? And I guess as it relates to to what you're doing, even not. So we want to pose that question to you as well. Sure. I mean. For my line of business, I would say building maintenance is 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 pretty paramount if you want to prevent for, against any any future disaster. But uh, there's also other items with that. I mean, uh, security is another issue to to make sure your building's secure. I think that the in light of everything that's recently happened, I think you know security vestibules are important. I think make sure the buildings are locked, which prevents against. A multitude of of different intrusions, right? I mean, it, it could be for a person, it could be for storm prevention. Yeah, that's great info. And you know, before we let you go, I do have to ask you, what do you have going on for the holidays? Because people can't see this because we do this on Zoom, but Travis's office is decked out with oh man, I said that's Christmas Christmas trees, you did it, big time Santa Claus, <laughs> and a sleigh. Uh, uh, are you going slaying with Santa? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually, it's quite a bit in here. We we have a little office decorating contest, and uh, I'm guessing you won because it looks awesome. Five <laughs> Christmas trees or four Christmas trees in my office right now. <laughs> so they had, we had our Christmas Antlers, party yesterday. You got um, what is that? A sea bass behind you? I don't. You can't even see. It's a marlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very impressive. But at any rate, well, thank Travis, you. thank you so much for your time. Your time today. It's been yeah, an absolute it was a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, we wish you the best holidays. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, we'll catch you soon. We don't catch you for a new year. You know, we will, we'll definitely catch up soon. So, okay, great. Yeah. Great. Right, thank you. Take care. It. Thank you. Both the good work. And that was our interview with Travis Kaiser of Belfort Property Restoration. Thank you, Travis, for your time today. And thank all of you for tuning in. I mean, I think this is such a timely episode to to really bring to everyone because there have been so many natural disasters and really clean up as a result of the changing climate. 
Yes. And, and so with that, we can't also forget that this is the holiday season. We've been this whole month, December, really having great conversations on our podcast. We appreciate you listening. We're grateful to you. We thank you. This episode is slated to air on the 23rd. So after that, you know, guys, most folks will be going into the holidays, celebrate with your family. So we want you to have a happy, healthy, safe holiday. And we, we love you. We absolutely just can't wait for 2022 continue on but we'll catch you again next week but in in other words we want to say ho 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 (laughs) thanks everyone happy holidays merry christmas